0: Coming up at five o'clock, Dusty Dvorak joins us here on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. I received a text message as I was turning on my microphone.
1: <laughs> I said the same one to you, Scott. So, and you, uh, you guys wanted photo evidence of of the uh, fetish known as sinking. Caught me, so. yeah, caught me off guard a little bit. there you go.
0: Caught me off guard a little bit. <laughs> if you don't already, follow me on Twitter, at Colby_Daniels, underscore Daniels. I tweeted earlier today because I, I learned something new in the first segment of the show this afternoon. Not only are there people with a fetish for quicksand, but there are enough of these people, they have an official name. They are called Sinkers. <laughs> well, Pop just shared I I, a I don't even know what to think about this. ...text message of uh, one of these individuals <laughs> in the act. And... Uh, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, it is very much so.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sh- I, like now I feel like it's my duty this evening to <laughs> find some sort of documentary on these people and <laughs> look into it further.
1: Uh, there's always someone and something for everyone.
0: Very bizarre, very very bizarre. Uh, I want to hit analytics in a moment. Sure. I saw something today that's based on on numbers and analytics that. Uh, When I saw the results of this, I thought, there is no way in hell. But we'll do that in a moment. Okay. Can we put together some sort of GoFundMe to get a group of quarterbacks all together at Super Bowl 58? What do you mean? Because I saw people referring to this championship game with the 49ers and Chiefs as the Joe Montana Bowl. (laughs) which look, if you want to call it that, I am, I am all for it. Right. Joe Montana. I told pop this on, on Sunday, uh, you know, giving me all the shots of, of Joe Montana and Barry Sanders. Those are probably my two favorite non-Dallas Cowboys of all time. So if you want to call it the Joe Montana bowl, even though I I don't have a like for the 49ers at all, I, I am more than happy for it to be called the Joe Montana bowl. But are we just going to completely forget about Steve Bono <laughs> what about elvis, elvis gerbach?
1: gerbach come on
0: <laughs> steve Deberg. Steve DeBerg's somewhere is looking at this and thinking what am i Chop liver
1: how about the alex smith bowl and
0: alex smith as well guy nearly lost a leg he's also a 49er chief i know don't we have to get all these guys together it's kind of crazy that there are that many just in the last you know thirty years or so that have played for both teams.
1: Did Blaine Gabbard play for both of them too? did he I think he might have
0: um, well, did he actually play for both
1: uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> fair enough fair I mean enough
0: i i'm I'm pretty sure Blaine Gabbard has been on the roster. For at least seventy five percent of the league, but has he has he played for both? I don't know.
1: Bob Gagliano played for both as well.
0: Okay, there we go. Bob Gagliano. When was he roaming NFL sidelines?
1: Uh I need to double check on that just to make sure that I get my uh, my years correct. I I do know that he had two stints with the Chiefs, but actually before he played. I think with San Francisco. So we're looking here now. He was with Frisco in 95, but I mean, basically was like a practice squad member, I think, with San Francisco in 95. But back during the day, his first in in the league was with the Chiefs in 81, 83, and then was with San Francisco okay. in 86, 87.
0: Okay. Sure, let's, let's throw Bob Gagliano or in the mix with as Gerbach and Bono.
1: You should always refer to, to, to Gagliano, to Bob, as the Goose, because that was his nickname. So, the Goose Gagliano.
0: Goose Gagliano, that's the heck of a name.
1: Straight out of Utah State.
0: I mean, just for the ability to say the name alone, he deserves to be in that group. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, it's funny though. Off the top of my head, I saw somebody refer to it as the Joe Montana bowl. And the fact that there are enough guys that it just very quickly came to my mind that I could rattle off several names that have played for both is unique. Cause there's probably not a lot of other like team combinations where you could just start naming quarterbacks that have played. For both teams. Right?
1: Oh yeah, I I I don't think that there's probably another two teams that shared as many position-specific guys as what these two have. Six? That's crazy.
0: Yeah, and all those guys started right. Like it's at
1: at one at point, point. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Not like the Blaine Gabber situation. So,
1: uh, real quick before you move on to your analytics, I I know the the world that we live in. And I, I blame the ESPN execs that wanted to embrace debate and then move over to Fox. I blame them ultimately for the state of our national media that we have. So I know what the conversations around Brock Purdy are gonna be. And there's a lot of fish shaking that's going on right now in the Bay Area about ba Brock Purdy has arrived and is, you know, the man and greatness and everything else that goes with that. Is the conversation nationally ever going to get to a point in this run-up to the Super Bowl, instead of just talking about whether or not that he's elite, whether he's this or that, will there ever be a moment where they do multiple segments on the fact that shouldn't we just sit back and be amazed that Mr. Irrelevant in two years is leading a team to the Super Bowl? I don't care yeah. what his numbers are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he if his interception to touchdown ratio was garbage. Mr. Irrelevant in two years is the starting quarterback for a team in the Super Bowl. That because people is,
0: would rather argue about whether he's leader or not.
1: That's, that's unbelievable. That's, that. yeah. that's unbelievable. On top of what Mahomes is doing directly after... What one of the greatest of all time did that we thought would be putting a, you know, levels of play and the bar at a level that maybe no one else would ever touch again. And yet Pat is doing this. So even the, even the phrasing of the Joe Montana bowl, I'm like, man, both of these guys have enough story where it's like, you don't have to keep going back to the past right? because Joe played with the two teams. By the way, I don't see Joe roaming the sidelines in Kansas City at at games, do you? I see Joe all the time in San Francisco, so I don't see Joe hanging out a whole lot in Kansas City.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like... No. Who knows? Maybe, Maybe he just doesn't want to be in front of the camera. Like that Taylor Swift that demands camera time every Sunday.
1: It would be funny, though, to see... Uh, at the Super Bowl, here's that, yeah. a sideline shot of Alex next to Elvis and Steve Bono and Steve DeBerg, and there's Bob yes. next to Jill Montana, like all right yes. in a row.
0: That's what I'm saying. It'd be, it would be incredible. Please make it happen. And I then on one so. end, we can have Mahomes, and on the other end, we can have Purdy.
1: I'm here for it, man.
0: I like the idea myself, but you know, whatever, uh, we're, Brock Purdy is not going to get his credit because the national media midway through the football season gave him the credit, right? Like they turned him into like the MVP favorite and the national media blew. I think the success he was having way out of proportion in the same way that sometimes they blow the, you know, he's, he's no good type of thing. And I thought that, you know, San Francisco was playing really well. He was playing really well. And the next thing you know, they're saying like, this is the MVP of the league. I I argued on this show that he wasn't even the MVP of his team, but I think because everybody started going so far out on that limb and then he somewhat came back to earth. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and didn't play as well that I just don't think you're going to have the national narrative get back to a point where they, they give him a ton of credit.
1: Just haven't seen a whole lot of that. Just marveling in the fact that whether he's a leader or not, and by all appearances, pretty even keel, a guy that is confident behind the scenes but not cocky about it, uh, it especially with the way that he that he speaks in the public, and yet the only thing that they can just absolutely hyper-focus on is whether or not that he's a star in the league or not or leadership abilities. Do you want him in crunch time when you could just be like, my God, Mr. Irrelevant has taken a team to the Super Bowl in year two.
0: Well, didn't Brady do it in his second year as a sixth round pick? And that was a huge deal.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Yeah, I remember that being a huge deal when it's like, look at this Tom Brady guy. Following Drew Bledsoe, year number two, Patriots in the Super Bowl. Mm hmm. But, yeah. I think he got his flowers, and now a lot of the people that gave him those flowers and then maybe were proved wrong a little bit because they maybe went too far out there, right? I I doubt they they are going to circle back to give him flowers again.
1: Probably not. It has sailed
0: they they will overcorrect back the other way right what you're saying life is a
1: yeah life is nothing more than a series over-corrections. of overcorrections yeah that's all that it over-correct
0: is overcorrect to overcorrect the overcorrection
1: uh-huh <laughs> and and it and it matters in everything not just sports politics that's right family dynamics all of it it's a series of overcorrections
0: yeah and it's also one of those things i think once people maybe, like, go out on a limb like that and then get proved wrong, then then the goalpost starts getting moved, right?
1: Almost every single time, you'll find something.
0: Yeah. So. If he wins, though, you know, that's one of those, it's pretty undeniable at that point. Unfortunately, in the lead-up to the game, you, you know, you won't get that. <laughs>
1: No, then we'll like you said, they will move the goalpost to something else. Is Brock Purdy worth forty five million dollars a year? That, <laughs> yeah. that'll be the first thing, right? Yeah, and unfortunately, I think one of our, well, owned for a year in Jalen Hurts here, took his team to the Super Bowl and then got the massive payday, and now kind of sits at the helm of a broken offense. That might not get any better with the guy they just hired to to run things in Kellen Moore. So, I, it it could be win or lose. The question about Brock Purdy will will begin. Are you sure you want to pay that guy forty five million or fifty million dollars a year when it's time to pay him? You know, it's kind of it's advanced though because unlike everyone else, Brock doesn't have the fifth year right? The Niners don't have that fifth yeah. year to rely on. They got to kind of make the, make the decision on what happens with that. Oh, and do you pay a guy $50 million a year? that can't throw a football in wet conditions. I don't know.
0: Which is why you mean somewhere in the middle, right? After year number two, you say you could either go two more years making nothing. Maybe you get hurt during that period. And then, and maybe you capitalize in free agency after that, or, you know what? Maybe we can meet in the middle and sign you to a, a good contract that's not $50 million a year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For that the next way,
0: five years and get you taken care of.
1: It allows us to continue to have a certain amount of money, right? To move pieces on the roster around a little bit. I mean, how many times yeah. have we talked about that? I mean, Dak is a prime example of that. One in basketball I can bring up is Jalen Brunson with the Mavericks. I, I mean, Jalen Brunson would have signed for $52 million total a couple yeah. of years ago. And the Mavericks are like, nah, we'll wait. (laughs) And then you got into a bidding war with the Knicks and you lost. Yep. Happens all the time. So, yeah, meet somewhere in the middle. Nice contract for everyone right now with the promises of, you know, we can always redo this at some point down the road if we need to.
0: Yeah. We'll see. All right, so for for analytics, because it's a a popular talking point, obviously, this week with what happened in the – NFC Championship game. I saw this article on ESPN.com today that was ranking every Super Bowl champion from 1 to 57, right? Okay. So, out of curiosity...
1: Where's the 2001 Miami Hurricane on this list?
0: Well, they they clearly would have beaten half the (laughs) NFL Super Bowl champions. (laughs) Because I remember that debate going after, you know, they, they won the national title, <laughs> um, <laughs> so the criteria for this is a guy named Aaron Schatz, real name, he used what he calls his DVOA ratings,
1: I hear he which... likes to wipe the floor with his analytics, <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he wipes the floor <laughs> off the <other> <laughs> <laughs> analytics people,
0: You're welcome. Uh, I, I, I had one built in that I was getting ready to drop, and you, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> so good, good for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, he takes, like, efficiency and adjusted for situation and opponent and applies basically data, right, to, uh, to determine who the best Super Bowl champion is. So I will ask both of you. We don't even have to, I mean, there are Super Bowl champions that obviously predate our lifetime. Even if you want to throw those out the window, because none of us watch those teams with our own eyes, and you just wanted to go with in our era of NFL football. Okay. You want to, who would you think would be the best or on the short list of the best Super Bowl champions over the last, like, 30 to 40 years? Um...
1: I know you guys are going to think I'm a homer, but that '89 Niners team that beat Denver 55 to 10 in the Super Bowl—that team was a bunch of legit yeah. badasses. That they would be
0: on my short list. Ran for sure.
1: rough shot over the entire league for sure. And I—they
0: were number three, by the way. Okay, so yeah, warranted. I, I, I don't, right? I don't, I don't warranted know what be right there toward the top.
1: What metrics are kind of there? But I—I I just automatically assume they're at the top of the majority of people's lists. I—I I would probably think that. That first Super Bowl team for the Cowboys run has got to be somewhere in, at least in the vicinity.
0: They also would have been on my short list. They were number five, the 92 Cowboys.
1: 85 Bears, just because people talk about them, you know, like they were, there was nothing ever that was going to get between them and a championship.
0: They were number two on the list. All
1: right. Uh, Is there a Patriot team anywhere close?
0: The highest-rated Patriot team is the 2004 Patriots, and they are at number 7. And then you don't get another Patriot team until... I'm scrolling. The data doesn't love the Patriots, gentlemen.
1: Please, God, tell me that the data does not love the undefeated Dolphins.
0: No, actually they huh, don't. good.
1: No. Can I pop a champagne bottle because they're not listed in the top 5?
0: Okay, the next highest patriot team is number 37. Whew. And that would be the the 2016 Pats. All right. So So who's
1: number 1 on this list then?
0: So the the actually the the 73 Dolphin team was number 6. So the data likes the uh 73 team better than the the undefeated seventy-two team. Okay. Okay, so the the one that we missed in the top five was Scott's ninety-six Packer team. Good team, which was really good. So number one on this list, you could have given me, and it, like I said, we could just go back to the last thirty or forty years. Like not even for the entirety of the Super Bowl era, all fifty-seven. You could have given me ten or fifteen guesses, and I would have not guessed this one. The number one team per the data, the 91 Washington Redskins. <laughs> With Mark Rippin? Mark Rippin. Wow.
1: Boy, talk about skewing data. <laughs> gosh. I mean,
0: my gosh.
1: Man. What does he say is the big difference between them? Didn't they get uh, off to a good start? I think they started they had like an incredible start to the season.
0: Yeah, they I mean margin of victory I think plays a big role in this. So clear you know, he would love some of Kellen Moore's cowboy teams. Uh-huh. Um that's that's a big factor is is having some lopsided scores in the in the regular season and um how badly you beat some of the playoff teams. But yeah. That's 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 analytics though, right? Like Yes. <laughs> the '91 Washington Redskins team, the best Super Bowl champion ever, get out of here. Wouldn't even make my top ten or fifteen, probably top twenty.
1: So I was just looking at who qualified for the playoffs. Okay, that was the that was the Detroit year in which they beat Dallas, and then got ran out of the building at RFK
0: Detroit beat Dallas quarterback by Steve Berline yes because Aikman was hurt yeah and then yeah so they beat Detroit <laughs>
1: uh, yeah your your playoffs that you're at the Redskins the Lions the Saints the Bears the Cowboys and the Falcons and i if i'm not mistaken i mean i that is the year that montana got hurt is the only reason why the saints won the west that year
0: that sounds right
1: oof i yeah i'm with you i would have never had them
0: 91 at one. washington there's
1: no way but no hey way.
0: you know like don't don't judge things with your eyes or your feel it's it's what the numbers tell you
1: well that's funny because it, to that same point you know people that were i saw a post about will Bond when he was railing on analytics it was like will Bond constantly brings up uh qb a passing percentage It's like what did you <laughs> what do you think that is that is a form of analytics that analyzes the stats from quarterbacks performances
0: just got to know how to apply it, right? Indeed. Just know how to apply it. And I don't, I don't know that uh, Mr. Schatz knows how to apply the, the data correctly. The 89 if, if Niners the would,
1: would have wiped the floor with the 91 version of Washington.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. The 92, the next year Cowboys. Yes. Would have beat that team by 50. Yeah. I mean, they're no, they're no Doug Williams Redskins, right?
1: No, they are not. They are not.
0: Who also just beat the holy hell out of the Denver Broncos in a Super Bowl. Much like that 89-9er team. So. Hang the banner, Washington. Hang the banner. It may never happen again but you have the greatest Super Bowl champion of all time, 1991. All right, it is a Wednesday. I forgot what day it was. It is a Wednesday snack next year on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.